0: All right, so my mom, Susan Moore, came on the podcast, and it was Mother's Day Sunday, and so seemed like the right person to bring on for this episode. But I just wanted to say, because I know she's going to listen to this, that I really appreciate her coming on. I know I've talked about, I've had a lot of topics where her and I disagree, and I grew up in a religion with her, and decided to leave that religion. But even though I left, and a few of my siblings also. She's always been accepting of our lives, life's changes and lifestyles, and I'm just very proud of her for being able to be open-minded while still doing what is meaningful to her. And so for her to come on and support my podcast means a lot because I know, like I said, there's things I talk about that she doesn't agree with, and I feel like this is how we should be as people. We can disagree, but we can still love each other, support each other, and we can disagree. And being thinking differently about different things is okay. So just uh, really appreciate my mother and a happy Mother's Day, late happy Mother's Day to everybody that just celebrated. And it's all of you women out there, like young girls that will be moms, moms. Um, Women that want to be moms that are not moms, that can't have babies, moms that are moms, moms that are now grandmas, just all of you. I really honestly do appreciate all of you and hope you guys feel really special. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona Podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. recording Recording in progress. Hi, Mom.
1: Hi, Tyler.
0: How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Just chilling. Good. Yeah. Where are you working from today? Your house?
1: Yes, I am. I was working at the MTC this morning, the Missionary Training Center.
0: What do you do there?
1: I help welcome the senior couples that are going to be serving missions all over the world.
0: So what do you? what's your welcoming? What do you do? Just say like, Hello, welcome. Go this way, please.
1: Well, they come in with all of their suitcases and we have the young missionaries help them bring all their suitcases into this kind of garage-like place. And, And then we take them from there up the elevator to their rooms and give them a little tour and give them some instructions, make them feel comfortable and not so nervous.
0: How many couples are checking in every day?
1: It's just Mondays. The, the senior couples just check in on Monday mornings. And today there were about 40 couples, 40
0: couples. Yeah. That's every week.
1: Uh-huh. How yeah. many,
0: so how many single missionaries are coming through weekly?
1: Um, I don't know. They can come in on Wednesdays and I don't know how many are coming these days.
0: That's so crazy. How many active members are there now? I don't know. A lot.
1: A lot. Yeah.
0: And that's cool. Anyway, well, I just wanted to bring my mom on here because she late in life has decided to knock things out that most people just kind of like forget about. And I think a lot what like me and my brothers and my sister and people are seeing is it's not too late to do things like, cause you're like 90 or something now.
1: Yeah. About that. <laughs> <laughs> <I still clears throat> turned 64 this month.
0: Yeah. So you're 64. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to start out just At the beginning, because I feel like in life, everybody has dreams and ambitions, and then life happens, and you kind of put your life or dreams and stuff on hold for a minute. Right. And then, how does somebody decide to start going after things that they were interested in like a long time ago? So, go back to little Susan.
1: Little Susan Brady,
0: little Susan Brady in Mississippi, no <laughs> Alabama. I mean,
1: Alabama, and Massachusetts, and Colorado.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, well,
1: so first of all, um, as far as careers, I honestly always wanted to be a mom, always, always, always wanted to. To grow up and get married and have a uh a house and a husband and a bunch of little kids and a white picket fence and
0: <laughs> so a lot of a lot of your dream came true.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, you just didn't I, specify all the details about this dream.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it is what I always wanted to do. Um And it has been the best career ever. It's obviously a very, very challenging career to be a mom.
0: Even to me and my brothers? Yeah. And Hannah?
1: Even to you guys.
0: No, we were pretty easy.
1: As easy and perfect as you were. I
0: only punched like eight holes in the walls.
1: (laughs) Has its challenges. But it has been worth it. And... (laughs)
0: that was it so you as a kid you were like you want to be a mom and like was there anything else though like did so let's say so you were a mom and then that kind of like was panning out but then was there a point where you're like this is either more to life than this or were you just really content in the mom role
1: well so when I was young before I was married and a mom I did want to do something to do with houses
0: I always loved, loved houses
1: always loved houses so we lived in Massachusetts when I was um seven to eleven and even at that young age I loved the New England style of houses all the the old colonials and the um just the architecture the Cape Cod type of houses beach houses yeah and I've just always loved that. And I've always loved to decorate. I like to make things look pretty. And I've always, always had that. Yeah. So it's been part of me. So when I went to college, I went, I studied at BYU and I started in interior design. And I was really excited about it. And thought that that would be a really good career for me yeah um a perfect fit but then some of the classes were um required like physical art skills (laughs) okay (laughs) like drawing and kind of painting i don't know i didn't the stuff you didn't
0: really like
1: well, and it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I didn't feel like I was very good at that kind of stuff. I was better at like
0: go to a house.
1: Picking things out and you know, furnishing and and actually decorating placement, that sort of thing, but the actual art stuff was not easy. And I should have stuck with it because I could do it, and I did do it. But I ended up switching to something that seemed a little more practical,
0: which was what,
1: because, well, first of all, because I knew that I probably was going to be a stay at home mom and I could use my interior design skills as a mom in my own house, helping friends and stuff. But um, I thought, well, if anything ever happened and I needed to get a full time job, um, I just got. An associate degree in um, like secretarial skills. <laughs> I know That's a degree. Yeah, it was a, a, an associate degree, like a two-year degree.
0: I didn't even know that was a degree. It
1: was, like... it was called business education.
0: So it's sound, they always give these great titles for things. So you feel like you're doing something special. And then they're like, now you're qualified to answer somebody else's phone calls.
1: Right. So I actually hated it. It it was, um, like typing and I learned shorthand, which was like learning a language. You know what shorthand is?
0: Yeah. Where you can like grandma used to do that, right. It was, right. you can write things fast. So you can like uh-huh. make symbols and it looks like crap. Nobody understands it by you.
1: Yeah. So I did learn that. Um, you,
0: do you know that still?
1: I don't know. No, nobody uses that anymore, but, um, Yeah, I did learn that and learned how to answer the phone.
0: (laughs) That's hard. You have to be like this, like, hello, this is Susan. How can I help you? That took two years of college.
1: I learned how to, (laughs) well, no, really the first two years of college was general ed and interior design. And then at the end of that two years, I decided to switch. And so I did another year. Of this business stuff, I had to learn accounting sure. and I had to do filing and all these things, so it was uh, it was interesting
0: this is this is interesting though, because I said this thought. I feel like they need to have better counselors that like guide people to like actually do what they want, because if you would have sat down with somebody for like thirty minutes to an hour and they actually talked to you, said, "What do you enjoy?" What like, do you really see yourself like enjoying in your life? And you'd be like, I like this, like, just get through these stupid classes, like this design stuff. Like, this is not what it means. You just need to get through it. And once you're through it, then you start to make connections. And then like, you can do this for a living because I did the same thing with like the dental. Mm -hmm. I think, I think I could have been a really good dentist and ran a really like successful practice, but I couldn't get through the science. I hated it. But if I would have had somebody that just said, like, just toughen up, just do it. And then, like, you're never going to have to do this. All you have to do is get through it. It's like a weed out thing. Right. Yeah. But then.
1: Yeah. So then. Well, while you were just saying that, I was thinking about how. I had a really good friend that was in the interior design program with me, and we did some classes together. And then she decided to switch out, and she went to elementary education. And I knew I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And um, and so I started to think, well, what else can I do? Because this isn't this isn't what I I don't know. I don't really know. I do know that it's I just. It's I hard. I had another influence by someone that I was dating,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who we will not mention their name, but um,
0: he who he we had, do not speak of.
1: He who we do not speak <laughs> of. He had a huge influence on me and tried to convince me that, well, did convince me that it would be a lot more practical to to get those kind of skills. And I don't know, maybe even my my own mom. She was a secretary like her whole life all all the time I was growing up and even after after I grew up and left home she she was a really good secretary and she actually really really liked it
0: well it's it's not a bad like it's not a bad setup it's a good like if you work with somebody that's good and treats you good the hard part is just you don't make that much like if you're supporting a family right. off of that right like that's where it's not like super beneficial I guess
1: right so anyway I got that that degree and then I um, I got a job at BYU working for the dean of the MBA school and where are you I doing? thought that that was pretty cool. I was his secretary.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, so that was a really pretty cool start. Yeah. And then from there, I got a job as an executive assistant for um, an editor at McGraw Hill Publishing in New York City. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So, but <laughs> you were
0: you were were you moving to New York for that or? I guess no. my dad had. Was he going to work there? Was he working there? Yes, New York. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: And so, um, yeah. So I moved out there, and mm-hmm. and then I got that job.
0: So Tim McGraw Faith Hill editor. <laughs> how is that like a coincidence? How does that pan out, by the way? And I how they not matter. how they not purchase this company?
1: That's just a coincidence, I think.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So anyway, so you like that, though, in New York.
1: Well, anyway, I only did that for a little short time. And, and then we got married and um, I stopped working that job. And I did some temp, some temp jobs. Um, I worked for Pepsi and I don't know. I did a few little things. And then I started, then we got married and I started having kids.
0: And Justin popped out.
1: Yep. And then I just was the stay at home mom. And, you know, I, you really enjoy that, but it is hard and and you do feel like you're not like growing. Um,
0: yeah, you're growing us. You're, we're taking grow- all your energy and yeah. we're growing and you're shrinking.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, I always, I <laughs> always tried to, um, to be involved in like book clubs and singing and always, triple trio. Yes. I was in singing groups and I was um, always exercised. I was always like, I walked, walked and walked and walked for years every single day. And so, you know, I tried to do things that were um, that would keep me growing as a person. Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing. I think that, um, I don't know, I think stay at home moms, a lot of times, it, you know, it, you don't ever want to say that it, you get depressed being a stay at home mom, because it really is the best thing a person could it's do. It's so depressing. Humans,
0: if I had but... to stay at home with my kids all day, i would be the most depressed person. And I love my kids. I'll be so depressed.
1: Right. Right. And I love my kids and, but it's just, it's a lot of hours in a day.
0: And, and they're so needy. Like (laughs) literally I watched transformers the other night with Austin and he asked me, I want to say 5,000 questions. Like by (laughs) the end of the movie, I felt like I had ran 100
1: miles
0: (laughs) and that was one movie and that's all the time. And I only have them 50% of the time and I have three.
1: Right. Right. So, so just so your listeners know that I had six kids. Six. Five boys in a row and then a, a little girl.
0: Four boys and, with my dad.
1: Yeah, four boys and then I was divorced and then I married um Mike and he had five kids.
0: Yeah, he you guys are a, crazy.
1: He had a daughter and then four sons, so we had a daughter <laughs> Nine sons. Imagine
0: this happening in today's world. Like it doesn't even exist anymore. It's like those, there's this guy, this pastor at this church I'm going to right now. He's just had his sixth kid. And I was like, what the freak? That still happens?
1: Yeah, it does. It's not as common, but.
0: But everybody used to do it back then.
1: Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of kids.
0: Like, what was, there's just no real good birth controls out or something? (laughs)
1: control we just wanted to have a a small kids because we like kids
0: yeah well terrible idea I
1: I just love I love babies and once they get to be about two and they're not little tiny babies anymore then you kind of get baby hungry again so anyway I don't regret it I love all my kids and even though it's challenging it still was my number one choice of jobs and I got to do it a lot and I enjoyed it yeah you know you have to be creative and you get to wear a lot of different hats and you get to be a, a cook and a chauffeur and a coach and a teacher and a
0: that's that's the crazy part about it too is it's like you have so much you're doing and you get paid nothing for it And then once, if you decide to go back into the workforce, like you would think people would look at like stay-at-home mom as like, okay, this person can work. Yeah, you know, but they look at it like you've been out of the workforce because really, what working is is sitting at a desk and getting on Facebook and like seeing what's going on on Facebook, and then going (laughs) home and answering like three phone calls and being like, Marty was really busy.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's true we have the most experience <laughs> and yeah can't get a really great job if you haven't been in the workforce for a while yeah. but so anyway um we were living in new york and we had eric and hannah still at home i think todd had gone to college and I, you know, I just was at a point where I felt like I needed to do something more, um, and I, I thought, well, BYU had this program called the Bachelor of General Studies, which you know that sounds kind of like a lame degree, but they offered it to people like me who had gone to BYU for. I think you had to have a minimum of like 90 credits or something at BYU uh huh. Um, and then you could continue and do finish it on like online or in the yeah. study and I thought well what the heck
0: Yeah. I mean not? I have an
1: associate degree but I always kind of felt like it'd just be nice to have a bachelor's degree
0: uh-huh
1: and so I started doing these correspondent classes it wasn't really online school because they didn't like go online and, and attend classes online it was all just independent studies they would send me these packets and I would um, do a lot of reading and do some research do some homework do some projects and then I would send them back in and I would take tests and
0: but the main like the main reason you wanted to go back to college is just because you felt like that was a goal of yours like to have that and then you felt like you didn't finish it?
1: Right. Yes, I always just felt like I wanted to have a bachelor's degree. Yeah. I thought that was important for me to be an example. I, I always wanted my kids to get a college degree and Yeah. Um, not that that's, you know, that's not for everybody. But um I just thought it it was a good thing and So I contacted BYU and part of the reason to tell you the truth that I didn't finish my bachelor's degree to start with when I was young was because I was because I needed to take more advanced math classes. You suck at math. You remember how you didn't like science? Yeah. Um, It's not even that I'm that bad at math because I'm actually I actually do have a pretty good math mind, but I just had kind of a a mental block against it and I was just like I just can't do it I can't and it started it started in like ninth grade algebra (laughs) I had had the (sighs) worst teacher and I just it was awful do you know how if you have a bad teacher yeah
0: like that's another thing
1: causes a mental block
0: these freaking counselors there needs to be counselors in every school and they need to like force it on kids be like all right, what happened this year where you feel like you're a piece of crap and you're like, this math teacher sucks. and I hate math and I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're yeah. like, no, you're not. This teacher just sucks. And like every single kid in that class feels that way. Because I felt that way about reading comprehension because I had the same thing when I was reading and I got to a word and it was super easy. It was potato. And I said, potato. And everybody laughed <laughs> at me and I just never wanted to read out loud again. And I hated reading.
1: Oh. but nobody
0: told me like Tyler people miss they some people can't say words right and I would have been like you do that too and we would have high-fived and gone our gone on to do bigger and better things
1: that's right (laughs) (laughs) so math, math was my stumbling block so I didn't have to have I only had to have like this basic math class to get an associate degree so I was really kind of nervous about going back at age 50. Yeah. And taking math (laughs) was like, uh, terrifying.
0: Yeah. Cause you don't remember Uh, like even how to do two plus two at that point.
1: Well, yeah, I could do a few things, (laughs) but, um, so I contacted BYU and they, they said, Oh, you can take a language. You can substitute four semesters of a language and not have to take any more math. Hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's the answer!" Because I always wanted to learn a language.
0: Yeah. And
1: so, and they also let me take the the language classes at our local community college, which was like two minutes from our house.
0: So it was perfect.
1: It was really convenient. So I took four semesters of uh, college Spanish. Okay. So I was in the, you know. I, I remember you the-
0: talked to us, and because we knew Spanish, uh
1: huh, yeah. And you'd be
0: like "Hola," and I'd be like "Cómo está," and you'd be like, "What?"
1: <laughs> no, that was like
0: the, your graduation day.
1: <laughs> oh, <stop>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I remember Ryan came to my class one time and brought his guitar and sang that "Camisa Negra." Oh yeah, and. My class loved him and loved my teacher thought that was awesome.
0: That's pretty so, funny.
1: And I did a um for one of my projects, I did a slideshow called and I called it Mi familia ss Uh S Mi Vida.
0: My family is my life.
1: Yep, yeah, and everybody liked it. You, you know, I was just in there with all these teenagers how was
0: that because that's probably a big fear for people is like you're gonna go back and be the old person amongst all these young people did you think like they're gonna make fun of me and be like you were gonna get f's and they were gonna all laugh at you
1: i just was a little nervous at first but they were all super nice and the teacher was i had a couple of teachers and they were all really really nice and supportive and i got all a's Hmm. so
0: did you feel like Nervous though that you would your brain wasn't gonna work as well and that you would start school and do horrible.
1: Yeah, it was uh uh-huh. I felt intimidated by it, but yeah, by this point I had already done a lot of um the general studies classes, like independent study classes. So I knew that I could do it. I I was getting all A's in all my classes, and so it was just something i had to do to finish
0: up so that's a good takeaway though for people that like it's not because i feel like that's the scariest part is like putting yourself in the starting position where you sign up because that for me like when i sign up for those races like the 100 mile race it's like if you don't sign up you're never going to do it but then you get there and you're like well i'm here now and then you either do it or you don't do it but It's not usually like as bad as you made it out to be in your brain.
1: Well, I don't know if you have that reoccurring dream.
0: Where I'm naked (laughs) in front of my class?
1: No, not that. But I always have this dream where I either, (laughs) I, I have this one a lot where I'm at BYU and I have my schedule and I can't ever find like these last couple oh of I have that
0: all the time and I miss them and I, I get like a zero in the course
1: and I'm like how am I going to graduate if I, don't have, if I can't even find the class
0: is that hereditary did you give that dream to me
1: I don't know that's it's
0: terrifying like, I hate I had that for like 15 years after school was over
1: yeah it's terrifying or the one where you're in like junior high and you can't remember your locker combination <laughs> Do <remember> that one?
0: <laughs> I don't remember that one but I always remember that I had like three courses I forgot to go to and I was like I never even went I never have been to this and it's still to me thinking about it right now I get this sick feeling like I still missed courses
1: yeah I, know. I don't
0: I don't remember actually getting my diploma like mailed to me or anything so there's a good chance I never graduated <laughs> you know okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think I did. I went to the ceremony. I did. No, I didn't even go to my own ceremony.
1: Yes, you did. I, went I did. It. Yes, you did.
0: So I did graduate. You did. Good job, me.
1: Yep. good job, you.
0: But yeah, that's a horrible feeling. So yeah, you saw, you kind of had that feeling like,
1: well, so you know, the independent study part was easy because it was just me and my computer and my kitchen table. Yeah. But then to go back to college at age 50 was, uh, yeah, it was intimidating. And it was that same little fear, like walking in and can I find the classroom and where do I sit? And it, you know, all those little young person fears come back. Like, what if they don't like me? What if I'm not popular? What if I'm dumb? Yep. But somehow it all worked out and it was actually a really good experience. And I would encourage anybody who's thinking about finishing college or doing something, learning a skill or a trade or something to do it because it's that scary part doesn't last that long. Because I
0: read, I read a book. Sorry, I cut you off. I read a book called Can't Hurt Me. You would hate it because it says the F word a lot.
1: Yes, I would
0: you would hate it but he's talking about like cookie jars like when you try to accomplish something in life you have to like put your hand and like look at some of the accomplishments from your past to like accomplish something new and Mm -hmm. if you stop accomplishing things like it gives you kind of like an empty feeling so even just going and like checking something off of your list like school that was a big priority at one point probably just made you feel like okay like gives you this confidence booster. Like now I could do like something else.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. So
0: even if you just do it for the same reason you did it to finish, it's going to serve, like, it's going to be beneficial.
1: Right. And I thought, you know, at the time I, I got this general studies, my emphasis was family life. And I thought, well, now I'm qualified to do what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> i have a degree in motherhood
0: (laughs) yeah there you go
1: (laughs) but anyway i think i could have actually gotten a job um doing something in like social services or family services something some kind of i mean i didn't have a degree in counseling but i could have done something if i wanted to so yeah
0: well, oh so, so then you finished so you were what 50?
1: Probably about 52 when I finished. But then you
0: birthday. didn't do So then from then you didn't get a job right? You didn't work for a while?
1: No. I did you know I did little things like I worked at the borders, borders. store and I you, you really store.
0: you really put your degree to use.
1: I really did. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: sighs> so yeah so but you got that like confidence booster and then yes. you still had kids at home right
1: uh-huh you we did
0: were you all at home was i there
1: no no, no it was no it was in new york oh, Yeah. you went on your mission and then after you came back and then we moved back to colorado's when i finished it but do you remember you helped do a graduation ceremony for me oh yeah at our family reunion at bear lake do you remember that yeah you were like the mc
0: <laughs>
1: and, and and you guys made me a, a cap and gown out of like black garbage bags and <laughs> cardboard and i walked down the stairs from the upstairs and-
0: yeah that was, that was good fun.
1: it was really that was fun because That's our family fun. reunion was the same weekend as my graduation yeah so i was you know thinking should we go to graduation and then I thought are you kidding me my family would hate yeah me. Family where was graduation? Where,
0: where'd we go for that one
1: Bear Lake
0: that was like the best one
1: yeah that was fun
0: that was so much fun yeah is that so that's right when Todd was just got married
1: right uh-huh
0: yeah because they came like from their honeymoon I remember uh-huh and they're like all in love and oh my gosh who's got married.
1: <laughs> yeah that was cute they were cute
0: so fun. yeah so then at this point there's not even grandkids or anything in the picture really hannah and eric are still at home hannah yeah, is still at home
1: seems like you guys were just getting started with having kids and nobody even had one yet
0: yeah, so then you're seen. So, what happens? We start to get careers and families, and then we start to move out, and you start to feel like, I have no purpose. My kids for my whole life. Ah. Yeah, kind <laughs> of.
1: I think that's a normal feeling. It's like,
0: yeah, I would what imagine. Do I
1: do? What do I do now? And I don't know. I'm pretty good at filling it up as the, as the little grandbabies came, I, you know, I like to visit my kids and get to know my little grandbabies and help out with them. And so I did a lot of that. And, and as you know, in, in our church, we do a lot of service with callings. And yeah. so I had um, a lot of opportunities to stay busy with that. And Oh, and then we decided to go on a couple of missions,
0: yeah, so then you did the mission
1: and then we did the missions and and that was actually really fulfilling we We went to Boston, and we had a really good experience there, and then we got to go to Brazil. Oh yeah, yeah, and
0: I forgot about Boston
1: yeah, Boston was really cool,
0: and you were a missionary in Salt Lake, kind of, weren't you?
1: And then we were missionaries in the family history library.
0: Wait, how long were you in Boston?
1: Six months.
0: And what happened there?
1: That's how long we were supposed to be there.
0: Oh, yeah. It was a six-month mission.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then Brazil, you, that was supposed to be 18 months. Right. And then that one got cut short because Hannah.
1: Yeah, because Hannah had a little violet way early. and. Yeah came home home to help and support them with her
0: so how were those experiences
1: they were challenging Um, Yeah. yeah that's i don't know it's just i think always good to try new things and and do things that are hard and
0: well, really? those two, but those two were people that don't know, like that's 100% volunteer. Like you're, you're paying to go do a mission.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that, I mean, that's pretty hard for people to grasp. Like you're going to work instead of sit at home and drink lemonade and like enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. You're going to go give up time to go serve, which probably well, it's important too, like to set yourself up to be able to do that stuff because a lot of people financially just are paycheck to paycheck their whole life. So right. Mike having like a good career and setting up a retirement, that's yeah. probably pretty important to be able to be where you're at too.
1: Right. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Mike worked for a lot of years, and when he finally retired, for good. It was um it was just nice to go to go on a mission. I had always wanted to serve a mission when I was young and didn't didn't I yeah. got married instead and so to be able to do that as an adult with my husband was a really really good experience.
0: Yeah. It's cool.
1: Yeah. It's hard. So, it's hard to leave your home and your friends and your family and yeah, that's really
0: hard, it's
1: hard with, you know, when you're retired, then you, you're back on a mission where you have structure and you have meetings and you have assignments and it's, um, it's challenging, but it's, it's very, very rewarding.
0: Well, the language too, like that, because as a single missionary, like you guys are at least talking to people in English and you have like a life that's kind of set up to cater to if you're not fully bilingual. For Uh us, you're like thrown off of a bus into like this town where not any more English is spoken. And you're like, the freak am I supposed to do? Yeah. Hola. It's about as far as I can take this conversation.
1: Yeah, but look at how much you learned and how. I know. I don't know. I always feel like learning the language on a mission is.
0: It's crazy.
1: huge blessing. I mean
0: Yeah, it's really nice to know Spanish now. Yeah. Now I can speak with Uber drivers that don't speak English.
1: Exactly.
0: And talk about why they should learn English.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So when we went to Brazil, I got I had the opportunity to learn Portuguese. And before we went, I had a tutor that met with me on Zoom once a week. And We got to come to Utah and do a couple of weeks of language immersion where we spent the entire day just learning Portuguese and Uh talking with native speakers and stuff. So that was pretty challenging as well. Um, And Mike had learned Portuguese as a young missionary. So he was reviewing, plus he was going to, to be the mental health advisor for the missionaries so he had to learn a whole new vocabulary yeah in portuguese so yeah that was uh
0: can, can he spill can he spill the beans on what the missionaries told him during no. counseling no i'd be very curious <laughs> <laughs> No.
1: so then when we were finishing up our mission the the one to brazil that was short and shortened and then they reassigned us to the salt lake headquarters mission and we got to finish out in utah because we wanted to stay here so we could be closer to hannah and chase and violet and so that was really accommodating that they that the church let us do that and because we didn't want to be released, because if we were re- released, we would just be going back to Colorado, and yeah. that wouldn't have been any different in, than being in Brazil, really. True. So, so we got to stay here and and finish our, our mission, which was, I think, a really nice, was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, wait, how long were you in Salt Lake doing that? I remember your little apartment. A year. So then a year, and then... So, how did you get to the point where you were like, I want to do real estate now? Okay. I want to be a realtor.
1: I have wanted to be a realtor for a long, long time.
0: First, I've I've just, huh? One question. Yeah. How do you say that word? Is it realtor?
1: Yeah, realtor. or,
0: Or realtor?
1: realtor r-e-a-l real realtor realtor
0: the dumbest word ever okay keep going
1: okay so um (laughs) i remember that that those two years that we lived in new york one of my regrets is that i didn't take it up there because i the gal that sold us our house out there had her own little real estate company and she was really successful and she pretty much ran the town real estate wise. And I thought, oh, this would have been such a great opportunity to, to learn the business. And even if I was just like working with her in her office, not even being a licensed real estate agent. Um, but I didn't. Yeah. Um,
0: but you were curious,
1: but I was curious and I, I've always just loved houses. I've loved the whole housing process. We built that house on amethyst in Colorado. And that was a really cool experience um, going through that whole process. And um, so anyway, we're like March of 2020, that magical month. Yeah. And um, so it actually happened because Eric was in this job where he was working on apps for real real estate transactions, like with more mortgage companies. And, and so he started taking this real estate um, online school that was free. Uh-huh. And just so that he could learn more about real estate. And he said, mom, you really ought to do this. It's free. And I thought, Hmm. And then COVID hit and we were stuck at home and I, I just thought I'm going to go crazy because I'm the kind of person that has to be busy. Yeah, me
0: too. I I don't know if you've noticed.
1: I like to have something to do all the time and. And
0: something productive, something where you feel like there's, there's a point to it.
1: Exactly. So I thought, well, there's this free class takes 120 hours. I made a schedule. I thought, well, I'm, I want to be done in June. I can take the exam. So I scheduled out my days and I thought, well, this is going to fill up my days. And it really was so therapeutic during COVID to have something to do like that. And yeah. It Seems was like- challenging. It, it was 120 hours is quite a lot of hours. It's a lot.
0: It's a ton.
1: And then I, you know, I had to get ready for the exam. You have to take a state portion and a national portion. Yeah. And so the company I work for is actually the company that, that did this pro this free class, because there are classes that you can pay and go to, or you can pay and do them online. But this one was free and, and it's just a really good company because they, they provide a lot of support and a lot of education and it, and it, and so they're all free.
0: Do they do it for free. Like, wait, so you can do the whole studying to become a realtor for free. Yes. And they do this like with, do they have to sign a contract? You're going to work for them or something? No,
1: not at all. And they don't even pressure you to work for them.
0: They just do it to be nice.
1: They just do it because What they is do, this? they Who's do this get a lot of agents through it because yeah. You know, I, I, you have a mentor while you're doing the, um. the education and she is a, the broker of the local office. So what's
0: the company name?
1: It's ERA Brokers Consolidated. ERA. Mm-hmm.
0: So there, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So then, you know, when we, she helps get you ready for the exam and then she, she has like a little interview with you and. Tells you the perks of working for their company, but it's just, it's, it's very low key. It's not high pressure. I interviewed a couple of other real estate uh, companies here in the area and I just really liked, I liked what they had to offer. It's
0: really smart of them. I know. Offer something free uh-huh. that comes back and pays you because people see that you did a good deed. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, and, I and uh, offer free yeah, solar. It's just a really good company. It's a lot of really good, honest people.
0: Yeah. And they, gonna... do,
1: and they do continuing education all the time. They have all these free classes. You never ever have to pay for anything.
0: So do they do this every year? Is this like something they just constantly are doing?
1: Yeah. It's just ongoing. So I
0: could do this. I could go on and become a realtor and just take their free stuff.
1: Yeah, you could start today.
0: Send me that.
1: You just go to artie.com, A R T I.
0: And then I could become a realtor. (laughs) And it's 120. Because I did the same thing with my insurance. I got my six, my 63. Like the hardest part about this type of thing is just fitting it into your schedule. Because, like, I fit a 100 mile race into my life somehow, and like writing music and learning guitar. And like, it's really just what do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. And how do you fit it in? And then, like coming up with, here's where I fit it in. Yeah. So then you made a schedule, so, and you have studied. So then, you- I,
1: yeah. So then i I finished it up, and I studied really hard. I took a bunch of like practice exams until I got really good at that. And then i I went. I prayed really hard. Really hard. Yeah. interesting because the prayer I said was um I don't know. I always I always believe the scripture that says if you're prepared you need not fear. Yeah. So I was prepared. I knew I was prepared as well as I could be.
0: So you didn't fear?
1: Well, so I was terrified. So, so no, I wasn't. I was calm and I prayed that I would remember what I learned. And that the things that I didn't know the answer to, that I would be able to think through them and yeah. figure, figure them out enough to pass the test.
0: You're the opposite of me. I usually show up unprepared and terrified and somehow <laughs> manage to get through things.
1: Well, a lot of people fail the real estate exam yeah. and have to take it multiple times. And I, I honestly thought if I don't pass it, I'm not gonna do it because I I don't want to take it again because I don't like taking tests. And
0: so you was, were planning to give up with one fall off the horse.
1: Well, I just thought I don't know if I if I would come back and do it again.
0: Yeah, but you passed.
1: But so yeah, so I took the test and I felt pretty peaceful. I went through and answered everything that I knew, and then I went back and tried to figure out the ones that I didn't know and. I answered every question and then they give you the results like right away. Yeah. So I'm out in this little foyer with these two, what do they call them? Proctors, the test yeah. people. And they're just standing there holding this sheet of paper talking to each other. And I'm just standing there and I'm like, did I pass? What am I, what am I supposed to do? And did I pass? And finally, I did say, um, did I pass? And they looked at the sheet and they're like, oh yeah, you passed.
0: (laughs) Wow. They're good at their jobs.
1: I was like, wow, thanks.
0: (laughs) They're like, yo man, I just went on the coolest snowboarding run the other day. You're like, hey, you guys realize I'm here with like my life in your hands right now, right
1: here, oh, shaking in my boots.
0: And they're like, Oh, sorry, can I just finish the story about my run? Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> so I was super excited, and it was, um, it was a good day. And then I decided, um, I interviewed a couple of different places, and I just felt like well, one of the places is a really like top selling real estate brokerage
0: but time-consuming soul-sucking
1: well it it just feel it just felt like everybody was super young and super competitive and super oh. like cool and groovy and drove the right yeah way. they were okay. like ken from
0: thought, toy story i thought was no super cool I'm and groovy like,
1: i'm not gonna fit in here
0: yeah so you and were like then, no this isn't my this isn't my culture no thank yeah. you
1: that wasn't my culture and this other place of the brokers like my same age and she's been through similar things in her life and
0: you related with her better
1: very relatable
0: and she was like giving you a great schedule that you could work whenever
1: yeah yeah so I told her right off this is just kind of a I did it because it was COVID and I wanted something to do. I remember
0: you go through that. You went through that stage. We had this huge accomplishment and then you were like, not really going to do anything with it. And I was like, what the freak?
1: I know. I was like, well, I don't really want to work that hard. And (laughs) I had a lot of things going on in my life. And I was besides COVID shutting everything down. I was pretty happy and pretty busy and, But I decided, well, I'm going to give it a go. And so I put in enough hours and I've had pretty good success. And what was, how old was I when I started that 2020 turning? So I was 62 and I went back and finished.
0: So 62, that's like almost retirement age. Some people are retired at that age.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you're going back.
1: That's a pretty good accomplishment, and
0: yeah, you sold two houses last week
1: yeah, so i um
0: made bank
1: I've had a lot of good experiences i've learned a lot i've um so i've I've sold new builds i've had cash deals i've had um uh, I've had things that have fallen out of contract. But one thing that's interesting is our market is um, has been so crazy everywhere, not just yeah. here. You know, generally there's multiple offers. And so one thing our company is really good at is teaching us how to negotiate an offer. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't had tons of sales, but I have, and I hate to brag, and so I'll knock on wood, but um, I... Every offer I've made, every deal I've had is, has gone through.
0: It's pretty impressive. So, it's probably I, a lot. Well, a lot but, of it too is just like trustworthiness. Like people know they can trust you. Cause a lot of times, if you're going with a company where it's like this young, like dressed up in leather snake shoes and his hair's all slicked back and he's like, I got the best job in the whole world. And you're like, don't listen to that idiot right there. Okay? Like, look at him. He's an idiot. (laughs) And they're like, you're right. He is a complete idiot.
1: Uh, Well, I'm not a fast talker or smooth (laughs) talker. And I probably do have an honest face. And you can usually trust a grandma.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think you would, like, hide anything. So if somebody was like, hey, what's, like the commission fees or what's this or that it's like it's just all out there and it makes people feel comfortable to work with you because there's nothing worse than working with somebody where you feel like they're trying to take advantage right and i think in sales it's really hard to come across like honesty yeah you know and so that cuz eric went with you bob and melissa went with you like mm-hmm. if i move there i'll go with you And Mm -hmm. I just feel like I don't really care if you know the industry really well. I just know that you'll, like, if you don't know it, you'll tell me that. That means more to me than somebody that has all the answers.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I know they don't. And they're just lying to me. Like, it's the coolest house ever. There's no way it'll ever leak, man. And then, like, three months later, your house is in freaking water. And you're swimming in your basement. (laughs) you're like, remember when you said, like, this would never leak and it's not on this hill? Well, it seems like the whole entire hill goes right into my window. Well,
1: (laughs) so that happened to you.
0: (laughs) I just remember talking about the foundation and being like, is this concerning? Because it looks like it's going to break on itself. And they're like, oh, no, it's been reinforced. And (laughs) And then it turns out it was like about to fall down. Really? (laughs) Did you remember that window? Well, it was like collapsing on itself. Wow! And I just remember thinking like, and then I put the cement and then the cement started to break because this foundation was shifting. <laughs> wow. And then my basement flooded twice.
1: I know. And then I
0: sold it. And then I was like, fine, man, I'm done with that house. And then it went up $250,000 in the last two years. And I didn't get any of it.
1: I know. I was really
0: happy about that. <laughs> I really enjoy that part of real estate.
1: I know it's a, it's an interesting, it's been an interesting time to learn real estate. I'll tell you that because it's been a, just a, a market that nobody expected.
0: Yeah. It's weird.
1: And it's been just really, it feels like it's just now because the interest rates are starting to go up. Yeah. The houses are Sitting just a tiny bit longer, the especially the ones in the higher ranges. So, I don't know, maybe the market will flatten out just a little bit. I don't know, it's hard to say. Yeah, still a huge demand, so it's I don't think it's gonna like crash or anything. But,
0: but it's fun, it's fun that you did it and you're doing it and that you know the information. And if somebody needs a house, you can sell them a house. And all you have to do was focus for 120 hours, take a test meet somebody that was like similar to you and then that was it yeah and then you do you work you do like i hung flyers with you one day and
1: Mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard because it's all like referral based and it's all or knocking doors and stuff which i'm not well i'm not into that
0: do you know what you should do this is very good advice i'm about to give you okay Mm -hmm. you make enough money to be okay without your commissions. What I would do is I would take your commissions, most of them, and I'd reinvest them into more sales. If you put $10,000, $20,000 into leads, just bought like internet leads or put it into Facebook marketing or YouTube marketing, then you would get reoccurring business. And then that money would turn into like five more sales, which would be like a hundred grand. Then you take 80 of the hundred and you build it to a million and then eventually you're making 200,000, but you're like really making like 5 million. Mm. That's how you scale a business. I always get greedy and I keep all of it. And then I spend it and then I'm like, oh crap, it's all gone again.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good advice.
0: Yeah. But you're in a place where you could do it.
1: It's true, but I also have this little fear that I'll get too busy. So I like to just keep. Yeah, so running. then
0: you hire, then you hire somebody, then you hire. So then like you hire me, I go do the real estate stuff. Then you hire me to go sell the houses. Cause I have to work. And then you just sit back and collect fatty checks. Cause you're now the owner of Susan empires. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, that sounds, that sounds And good. then we,
0: we use your face and it's called granny real estate. Hmm. And it's you with a plate of of cookies.
1: Then I'd have to become a broker and I don't think I'd ever want to do that.
0: You just be a mini broker under your current broker. And then I build a little mini brokerage under you and we're a little pyramid like everything else in the world. Hmm. Good idea. There you go. (laughs) Anyway, it's been... my,
1: (laughs) My advice would be that anybody that's got dreams, the things that they've wanted to do, um and have put them off or have just gotten busy with life doing other things it's never too late I mean I can I can probably do something else in 10 years and I just I think it's important for people like that have done things later in life like finishing your degree and getting a real estate license mm-hmm. at 62 um it just shows that anybody can can do whatever it is you want to do just just got to have your mind made up that you want to do it you go for it and then you make it happen you 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 get a, associated with the right people the right programs you wow. talk, talk to a lot of people find out you know what it is you have to do And then you just do it. You just go for it.
0: Well, the really cool part, too, is like when you're older, like and you've had your whole life, you're pretty like honed in on what you're interested in. And so then you can actually pick things that you'll be like, okay. And if you're in a position where financially you're not like you don't have to make one hundred and fifty thousand a year and you next, you could actually like do something and enjoy it. Like that's when probably work becomes fun right because you're not doing it just to pay your bills and make sure you can like live another day
1: right it's just for me it is just for fun it's for fun and it's to keep me give me something to do when I get bored and (laughs) I get bored really easily
0: me too (laughs) so well thanks for coming on
1: yeah, you're welcome. It was fun talking about all of this stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm going to press this stop recording, but then I can talk to you still for a sec. Say bye.
1: Okay, bye.
0: Bye-bye.